is Rich. And welcome to Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. So listen up, everybody. We have lots of announcements for you this month. I hope uh, you... in Why? What do you mean, why? What announcements? There's lots of announcements. Okay, we'll, we'll do them after. But I do have one before we get going. Din's birthday is this month, so I expect all of you guys to spam her oh, God. private mail <laughs> no. on zeldadungeon.net. I'm going to edit this out. So if you haven't signed up already on the forums, do so and spam Din like crazy. You can spam my Zelda Dungeon forum account, but please don't spam my Skype. That's just not cool. Well, I, I'm not saying one way or the other. And I don't think we have that many announcements. We had a bunch of announcements in September, but this is kind of the boring month. I hope you all enjoyed the Halloween podcast. I had a lot of fun making it. Oh, what? No! I, I thought they were for this month. Oh. No. Well, that's not nearly as exciting. Anyways, we do have some fun uh, segments for you guys to listen to. We have the regular uh, community segments and uh, a couple Zelda segments. That's right. So let's hop into it. Hey guys, Rishin here blasting at you with yet another community tip. This time brought to you by Gondo's Scrap Shop. Because you know what? The stuff you find can make the stuff you own better. Alright guys, so I've had a lot of questions about how can I get in on helping out on the Zelda Dungeon Wiki. Now, the biggest thing is this. It is a separate login than the ZeldaDungeon.net website. So what you need to do before you even get started is, I just used Google real quick, typed in Zelda Dungeon Wiki, first link that popped up. Then on the top right hand side, there's a button that says login slash create account. So what you're going to do is go to that page, then click on create an account. You go, go through, fill out all the stuff. Then, once you're done, you're going to make sure that you're signed in. And on the main page, they are asking for help with current projects. So if you click on current projects, you can see these are the things that they're really trying to get done for sure. Also, you can do your own project, but just make sure that you do follow the example that they have on the Deku Baba when it comes to formatting your separate Zelda Dungeon wiki page. However, we're always looking for people to help out on the Zelda Dungeon wiki on those current projects. So guys, remember, search Zelda Dungeon wiki on Google, click on create an account, create your account, and start helping out. This was Rish, and this was Community Tips. Brought to you by The Scrap Shop. You can always find stuff that'll help your stuff be better. This segment is once again by Colonel Majora. And he's going to be bringing us the age-old question. Flying or sailing? Which is better? Which is worse? And really... Are either of them good? Hello again, people. Colonel Majora is buzzing in your eardrums once again for more Legendary Reflection. 
This time around, can you believe it? I'm actually literally reflecting on something. In the sense of actually looking back on something. And, well, thinking, you know. Anyway, for some reason, I've recently been coming back to this topic time and time again with people I speak with. Well, about Zelda, obviously. And I just gotta let it out. I've spoken with many people, and for some reason, everyone disagrees with me about it. So here it is. Sailing in Wind Waker is so much better than flying in Skyward Sword. That's right. In better, It's better in many ways. I honestly have trouble seeing why so many people think that it's not. Now, I'm not judging anyone else's opinion here, but I'm gonna go through all the reasons why I think that flying in the sky is inferior to sailing on the Great Sea. Okay, first things first. I get why people often dislike Wind Waker's sailing. Yes, it's time-consuming, and yes, Skyward Sword's flying takes less time, but sailing is still a lot more dynamic, and I think that's the big reason to like it more. Really, flying takes less time in only one sense. There are far less places to go in the sky than in the Great Sea. So really, like, rationally speaking, it's basically the same when you think about it. It's kind of hard to explain. But honestly, most of the sky islets are completely useless. And a lot of them are just, sit it, it, are just sitting there for looks, or to irritate the heck out of you with Octoroks sitting on them waiting to shoot you in the face. In Wind Waker, every island has a purpose, and something interesting is on every one. Something useful, something interesting, whatever you want to call it. And that kind of brings me to my next point. The island, or sorry, the enemies on the islands. In Skyward Sword, there are none. Minus the, again, irritating Octoroks and whatever is on Skyloft. In Wind Waker, there are loads of monsters waiting to be fought. And you don't have to go all the way around and fall through a hole in the cloud barrier to find them. That's just in Skyward Sword. Granted, you do still have to sail for a while, but that, again, directly leads to another point. The enemies you find on the ride between islands. Once again, Skyward Sword, just Octoroks. Wind Waker, a whole slew of stuff. There are sea platforms with treasures and enemies on them, submarines with extra challenges, random little battles with sea monsters, bokoblins on rafts and exploding barrels, and a whole bunch more stuff. There, then there's the epic fights with big octos. Now in Skyward Sword, there was just the battle with Levius in the Thunderhead. And that was pretty cool, you know, like, the actual concept I was waiting for for the whole game, waiting to get in a big fight with some big monster in the sky. But it was kind of short-lived. At least the big Octos get harder each time, or, well, depending on what order you go against them in. And you can use different items and stuff to beat them. And there are a bunch to find, and to get stuff from. Speaking of which, the Great Sea had all kinds of little treasures to bring up the, from the sea floor, as well as sea charts, treasures, and some mandatory things to haul up with the, well, with different charts. The sky just had 
goddess chests, which was the same kind of deal as the sea charts, but the sea charts had that extra sort of seeking out feel to them. When you had to bring up the chart and your map on the same screen and see what islands the sea chart was zoomed in on. There's also the simple fact that flying was kind of boring. Sailing involved details like keeping track of your surroundings, your health, your uh, navigation, and most of all, the time. And speaking of which, it really irked me whenever I'd forget that the darn loft wings would catch you at night. Sorry, would not catch you at night. I just kept falling over and over again. Wind Waker's Great Sea had a quiet and sometimes almost spooky atmosphere when nightfall came. And you'd always be waiting for that kind of new morning sunrise and fanfare thing. The only atmospheric changes in the sky was the was in th the Thunderhead. And it was, again, quite short-lived as well. The Great Sea had a period of cursed storms and perpetual night that brought out the creep factor of the ocean and the islands. Like when you got uh, to Great Fish Isle, there was no music. It, just a silent, broken island. Literally broken. <laughs> because I find that, like in movies, video games give you that kind of comforted feeling with music. Even if it's like scary music, it kind of just makes you feel like this is right. This is how it should be. Like, the music fits it. While when there's no music, you just get that uncomfortable sort of feel, and Wind Waker got that. But I'll get to the music thing in a minute. On the water, waves often changed in force, causing slightly difficult controls and tactics that you had to use depending on what you were doing at the time. And lightning storms added a bit more darkness than usual, and not to mention the giant twisters that were much better than the little tiny ones in Skyward Sword. Now, again, back to the subject, even the music was better. Sure, the sky had that epic tune that really caught our attention, like it, it caught mine, it was really good, uh, but it didn't really last. Like, it just, again, with the rest of the things about the sky, every time I came back I just thought, oh well, I know that music, I'm back in the sky having to do the whole flying, boring, traveling thing again. The Great Sea had its main theme, a darker theme during that cursed period, and its own hand-to-hand -hand battle theme. And, like, with these music changes, among other things, you got... It felt like an interactive, more interactive thing than usual. Obviously, it's a video game, of course it's interactive. But music is very important to a video game. It's one of my top most important things. And with Wind Waker, it was one of those Zeldas where, like, you could instantly tell something was wrong when the music changed to be darker or or more sinister or, well, whatever you want to call it. This, along with any other style of music, happy, sad, whatever, whatever it'll be, is very, very impactful in Wind Waker. Now, this may all seem like nitpicking, but it all adds up to seriously needed detail when it comes to criticism. Some think that Wind Waker's details are just overly drawn-out elements, 
And others, like me, think they add very proper detail that the game needs and benefits from. Some think that Skyward Sword's simplicity of its flying mechanic makes it like streamlined, more or rather less drawn out and easier to get used to. While others, again like me, believe that this is in dire need of detail and needs more than just epic music and interesting controls to make it truly memorable. But you don't have to agree with me. I mean, I mean, a lot of people don't. I've even spoken with Din. She, from what I can tell, she hates the Great Sea and likes the flying mechanic. And maybe you guys too. And I guess that's okay, you know? Because if everybody agreed with me, this segment would be kind of useless. But anyway, if you want to make a rebuttal, or give me the pleasure of knowing even more reasons for liking the Great Sea better than the sky, Smack me across the face with an email at colonelmajora at gmail.com. All one word. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. I'll rant at you again soon, so good day, good night, and good game. And there you have it, folks. Yet another solid submission. From Colonel Majora. From Colonel Majora. I pick sailor. No, I pick flying. Wow, I almost said it wrong. I pick I flying. See, whereas I like sailing a bit better, there's more to it. Although flying could be better if they made it better. They just didn't. We'll move on to our next segment. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's edition of the Community Question of the Month. This is Din, and the Community Question of the Month this month comes from N64, and the question is, what are your opinions on Wind Waker's graphics? It's a beautiful day today here in Zelda Dungeon City. I'm out for a walk, and I'm sure there's lots of other people out having a walk too. So I'm going to go see who I can find, and uh, we'll get some opinions. Wow, I see a whole group of people over there. Alright, I have with me Colonel Majora, K4King, Allie, Beaker, Arkvoodle, and Majora's cat. Hey guys! How are you guys doing? Doing great. I have a community question. I have a community question of the month for you. And the question this month is, what are your opinions on Wind Waker's graphics? Shading just seems to have that effect. It never looks ugly. 
positive review of Wind Waker's graphics. Let's see who else we can find. Oh hey, there is uh, Anime Bassoon and Athenian. How are you guys? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I have a community question of the month for you. Oh yeah? What is it? The question this month is, what is your opinions on Wind Waker's graphics? I'm glad you asked me that question, um, Jen, because um, I've always felt very strongly that uh, Wind Waker's graphical style was extremely innovative and allowed for a lot of expressiveness to the characters. I mean, I really liked it. Awesome. How about you, Anime Basoon? <laughs> um, I liked him. I just kind of liked it because it's cartoony and it's silly and, you know, kind of takes a break from, you know, the realistic and serious side of the game. Just gives you a chance to relax, cause that's what I do. When after I'm done playing, you know, like Skyward Sword or you know Twilight Princess, after like an emotional part, I just kind of play with the Wind Waker, and it's like ah, oh, silliness and happy. Graphics. Yeah, it feels very, it feels very light and happy and fun. You know, it just doesn't feel all serious and dark and gritty. It's like it's just very fun, light. You know. We've been having a very uh, positive review of Wind Waker. For <laughs> 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 well. Thank you very much for both of your answers, and I'll let you continue on your walk. Okay. Okay, bye, Dan. See ya. Bye. Well, it appears Wind Waker's graphics are a hit, at least with everybody I found. How would I answer the question? Well, I think you guys know this well enough from listening to me on the podcast. I don't like Wind Waker's graphics. I don't like cell shading at all. Skyward Sword was kind of okay. It was in between. Uh, For me, on the I love it and I hate it scale... So, um, I guess I'm the only one to give it a negative review (laughs) this time, anyway. So, enjoy uh, the rest of your day. I'm going to continue on my little walk here, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. We'll move on to our next segment. It's time for the mailbag! Alright everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Mailbag. We've got another couple voice questions and quite a few more written questions for us. The first one comes from... Colonel Majora! Again? Hey Dan and Rish, this is Colonel Majora. If you could have a sequel to any Zelda game, which one would you pick? Oh, this is an interesting question because, I mean, there's a few places where you could put sequels and a few places where I would not want a sequel. Now, um, I would have to say, you know what, after Skyward Sword. Just want to know what happens next? I want to know what happens next to make it into Hyrule. I can pick ones that I would like to see. Uh, Twilight Princess, I'd like to see Midna come back. Um, I'd also pick 
Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, to actually have the third one? You mean outside of Japan? No. You're not allowed. Too bad. It's only for Japan. Or, um, it'd be cool, I mean, it was kind of bittersweet because of the whole ruining the first one thing, but to have a Majora's Mask sequel too. Oh, that, that would be interesting. Um, oh, maybe, uh, yeah, for that Majora's Mask sequel, that would be, like, Link working his way back to... Yeah, maybe finds another land in between Termina and Hyrule. And, or even just getting back to Hyrule is an adventure all in itself. Okay, and our second voicemail question uh, is actually kind of related. Hi, Daenerys. This is the Chronic Hummer. I have a question for you. Where do you think Nintendo will place the next The Legend of Zelda game? And, and where would you like it to be placed? For example, I think that they... I really don't know where they'll place the next Le Legend of Zelda game, but I would like it to be right after Skyward Sword, kind of showing how they developed Hyrule. What's your opinion? Thanks. Can I call that a victory point already? I was gonna say, the Chronic Hummer agrees with you. That's right. <laughs> See, everyone agrees with Rish. Yeah, right. Oh, come on. No. Yes? Um, I would like to see the next one after Skyward Sword as well. Um, I also think that uh, it's very possible that we'll get another prequel, because prequel to the prequel to the prequel to the prequel is what Nintendo's famous for. No more prequels. No more. Skyward Sword. Very first one. Done. <laughs> well... Maybe Hyrule of Historia will evolve over time. No. And Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and our first uh, written question comes from Evie Chan. And uh, this one we're going to tiptoe about a little bit because we're not quite sure exactly what's going on. The question is, now that Zelda Dungeon has sister sites, Pokemon and Darksiders Dungeon, have you considered recruiting anyone to make a podcast for those dungeons? Um, now, for those, number one, we aren't in charge of any kind of podcast stuff for those. There has been some talk in the staff about making podcasts for those, but they would not be directly linked to our podcast. We are Z-Talk. Zelda? <laughs> Z? Yeah, and uh, Din, she doesn't play Pokemon as much little... as me. I have, you know, and I say this to everybody who we talk to this about, I don't have the knowledge about Pokemon to make a Pokemon podcast. However, so, um, like I said, there has been talk about this in the staff, so I think this has become kind of a wait-and-see situation. There may be one, there may not be one, but we'll just have to sit back. Sit tight. Uh, our next question is from The Vinci Production, and the question is... I was wondering, what is your favorite and least favorite item? You know uh, what, this is awfully this, familiar. We've done this question so many times. Um, double claw shot, favorite. And your least favorite? Um, I'll let Din think about that. My favorite is, uh, you know what, this time, I'll go with the bomb arrows this time. What? Those are an awesome item! No, I'm saying those are my favorite. Oh, I thought those were your least favorite. No! Those are my favorite. <laughs> bomb arrows, this time. Gotcha. Um, I know my least favorite this time I'm gonna pick, I don't remember the name of it, the sniffing mask from Majora's Mask. The one look like a pig? Oh, jeez, yeah. What's it called? I, I can't even... The pig mask. How's that? <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? Guys, leave that in the comments. Remind me. What is that one called? Um, I'm going to have to say the, uh, spinning top from Twilight Princess. 
You know what? It, you keep there... calling it a top. It's called the spinner. Okay, the spinner. Whatever. <laughs> it, it was a spinning top. Anyways, there's just not enough to do with it. Not enough areas that actually make use of it. Last time we did this, though, we decided the Dominion Rod was the most useless. Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty bad, too. <laughs> okay. All right, our uh, next question is from Tattletales. Hi, Tattle! And the question is, you guys are Canadian. Since you're Canadian, I'd like to know. Do you find Weird Al Yankovic's song, Canadian Idiot, funny or offensive? What is, what, what you is know that? What? Uh, I don't even know what that is. Din doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I have heard it. It's based on, you know, American Idiot. Din, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same kind of song. Uh, you know what? I don't find it offensive because Weird Al, all he does is he takes songs and he just changes them a bit. I mean, it's just for fun, right? He does... I'm fat, and he does uh, the Jurassic Park song. Like he just does it for fun. Since I haven't heard the song, my comment on the whole issue is: I think you have to not be too uptight, and that, know that some people just are trying to have fun, and you have to be able to laugh at yourself too. Our next question comes from Master Sword Four Twenty Seven. Um, his question is for Rish: Will you ever give Colonel Majora his ice cream? I do not recall the event in question. Guess what? We have it on tape. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. What's it from? It's from Keaton Quiz. I don't know what number it is. I will find it, though. I will find it and play it back for you. Lies. I'm sure... And maybe. I'm sure Colonel remembers. I have to find, like, astronaut ice cream or, like, camping ice cream or something and just mail it to him, I guess. <laughs> okay. Our next question comes from Spider Tiger 7 I like that name. Um, why do you, why do they repeat music? In Orcarina of Time, Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess, songs like the Sarah's Song, Sorry, or the fine. Song of Time. Sorry, I, I obviously can't read it all. <laughs> I, um, nostalgia? I, I, I'd like to say it's almost like an homage to the earlier games. As each game comes out, you have one song that's similar because it is an homage to that game. And trying to relate games to each other, obviously. Uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time were related to each other, so they tried to share music for that. Yeah. So, um, you know what, guys? That's uh, Din wants one more. I, I was going to cut it off, but Din wants one more. Alright, and our last question for the mailbag comes from Free Rupees for You. Um, I, I, I like Free Rupees. I like Free Rupees Especially too. when I have the magic armor on. Really helps things out. Okay, quite a bit. Question. Okay. Uh, uh, the question is actually a theory. The theory is I believe that the evil crystal treasure in Skyward Sword is the complete opposite of the gratitude crystal. What are your thoughts on this, and do you have any treasure theories of your own? Um, I have to say, we don't generally do theories ourselves. That's what Axel's Refer for. Refer to Axel the Beast. <laughs> um, as for that theory, it's actually a pretty good theory. I thought the evil crystals weren't they? Oh, I was thinking of the wrong one. I was thinking of the dust crystals. Um... I'm sorry, I have to think about it. That's okay. You, you know what? <laughs> Um, it is a, a very interesting theory. Um, you would think, though, if that were true, that you'd be able to get those crystals from evil creatures. But what would you use evil crystals from? I mean, you're not evil. You wouldn't be collecting well, them. Maybe Link sees them and just goes, meh, I don't want that. Well, you use it for the items. Upgrading your items. That's what you use them for anyway. 
the evil crystals? Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe may, maybe it has to be like concentrated evil, okay? It can't just be, look at me, I'm a normal enemy kind of evil. It has to be just hatred evil. So then you should have been able to get one out of Demise. Shh. <laughs> the game's over, you don't need him anymore. Too bad. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's all we have time for this time on the mailbag. So next up on the podcast, we have a segment about Skyward Sword and time travel. And it comes from T-Man77Z. Z. It's Z in Canada. It's and Z we're in, in Can- America. We're in Canada, so it's Z. Yeah, we also do a podcast for an American website. Shh. Take it away, T-Man77Z. Z. Hey guys, this is T-Man77Z, and welcome to my podcast segment for the Zelda Dungeon Podcast. Now, today we're going to be discussing something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. The end of Skyward Sword, which means, warning, spoiler alert, there are spoilers. Guarantee you, if you have not beaten Skyward Sword, do not listen to what I'm about to say unless you want to be spoiled of the end. Just putting that out there. So anyway, okay, you start off, you get the goddess sword out of the goddess statue at the beginning of the game. You upgrade the goddess sword to the master sword. You defeat demise with the master sword. And at the end, you put the master sword in the pedestal in the past. Then you go to the present, and the master sword is there. Wait. Wait a second. You pass by that pedestal area about 500 times. Why wasn't it there all the other times? This does not make any sense at all. Wait. This is time. And time messes with your brain. So I'm going to discuss a few things that I think about this time paradox thingy, whatever you want to call it, in Skyward Sword. So, first of all, if you put the Master Sword in the past and it was there, once you got back... From, def- from putting it away, wouldn't it have been there the whole entire time you were doing all this stuff with the goddess sword? Wait, wait but how's the goddess sword even there when the master sword sword's supposed to be there the whole time? That doesn't make any sense. What? How does this do? I don't... D- wait, does that mean that, like, Impa took the master sword and, like, drained all its power, took it back to the goddess sword, and then put it into Skyloft? But that doesn't make any sense either. Why would she do that? That's just stupid. I mean, come on. You really don't need to... do, Or maybe it was to make Link stronger. But who knows? Who knows? I guess Nintendo is the only one who can answer this question. And also... Yeah, uh, there is no also. I've already... Uh, good lord. I don't understand. My brain hurts. I can't think straight now. Goodness, this is why I don't think about this too often. Although I still think about it pretty often. Anyway, Nintendo hasn't really done anything like this so complicated in the time process. Most of the time, they just go with, like, same Majora's Mask. You just go back in time and lose some of your items, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you have to keep some of them because it's storyline, and you need to keep some items. Big whoop. You can understand that. Ocarina of Time. You go in the future, you become an adult. Go back in time, you become a kid. 
put a bean plant in the past makes it a huge plant in the future. Wow. Makes sense, right? Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Well, at least it should. You see, time's unexplainable. You can't really explain what's going to happen. Because it already, or hasn't happened yet. Depending on if you're in the future, the past, and stuff. But we're not going to go into that. But my main point is, I think that this is one of those things that Nintendo does, and they just leave you on a loose end. They don't tie it up n neatly and make it like, here you go, here's your present of knowledge and wisdom and knowledge and knowledge. <laughs> but it's so... It makes you just think so much about it. Just unexplainable. And one thing I think about it is that Nintendo purposely does this so people will make their own theories about it. Now, I, for one, am a huge, huge, huge fan of fan-made theories. Say the timeline. Before Hyrule Historia, which I personally don't really like that much, before that came out, timeline theories were awesome. It was so fun to go and look at all the theories for the timeline and what people thought of where a game came in the timeline. But now it's just like, oh, that's not right. It says it right here in Hyrule Historia. Right here. That come that game comes here and that game comes here. And there's three time wait, 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 three timelines? What did that come from? Yeah, that part's just weird. But I'd say this segment is mostly about time. And Skyward Sword just happens to be the most complicated example I can think of in the Zelda series. So, hopefully this invokes some thought into your brain, and maybe you'll go think about it some more, and if you have an answer, that would be amazing. Because I, for one, cannot think of any answer at all. Or maybe the answer's right in front of me and I just can't see it. Who knows? Well, I, for one, don't. Maybe you do. And if you do, that's awesome. But anyway, thank you for listening to my section of the Zelda Dungeon podcast, and hopefully... You enjoyed this, and you get your mind thinking a little bit. So this is T-Man77, and hope you guys enjoyed. Okay, so let me get this straight. Mean didn't argue about whether it's Z or Z, and then you don't even tell us which one it is at the end. It came in on the segment that was his name, typed that's, out. That That's killing me. Okay, anyway, it was a great segment. I don't really try to get involved in timeline theory at all, so I don't really have an answer either. Me neither. I do have to say this, though. Thank you very, very, very much for the huge spoiler alert at the beginning. A lot of people forget to do that, and we have to do that. But when you say it, it just makes it easier for us. Thank you very much for your segment. So next up on the podcast, we have a little rant from Rishian. Hey guys, Rishian here, and welcome to another edition of Rish's Rant, where I, Rishian, rant about things that drive me crazy. And you know what I'm going to rant about today with you guys? I'm going to rant about how people always compare the Zelda games. Well, no, Link's Awakening is the best. Well, no, Majora's Mask is the best. Well, no, I like a CDI Zelda. Okay, well, I was kidding about the last one. Nobody actually likes that. But anyways, what I'm ranting about is the people that get into the two different camps where it's like, no, the newer Zeldas are the best, or no, the older Zeldas are the best. You know what, guys? 
We're all Zelda fans. We can all appreciate different parts of the Zelda franchise and the Zelda series. We don't need to be at each other's throats about whether my Zelda is better than your Zelda. You know what, guys? The games are all fantastic. Okay? Take the time. Sometimes, you know what? When I started, I started actually with Orcarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I've gone back to games that were out during my childhood and have played them. And you know what? I really enjoy those too. It's different styles of gameplay, but it's still good gameplay. Okay? It's not the garbage. It's not the difference between Call of Duty and Mario Party. No, it's not. It's the same franchise, just different playstyles. So guys, drop the argument. Let's all come together. Let's all stay with Zelda. And that's Rish's rant. Thank you very much, Rish, for your rant. We appreciate the thoughts and the ideas. I don't know that I really have an opinion on this topic. Um, I think that everybody should always get along no matter what the topic, whether it be Zelda or life in general. But, uh, yeah. I try to like all the Zelda games equally, even though there's some that I really don't like. <coughs> Wind Waker. <coughs> um, yeah. Let's move on to our next segment. And now, the Keaton Quiz. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Keaton Quiz. This is Zetox Game Show, where two contestants are asked ten questions from three different categories. The Legend of Zelda, where they must show their knowledge of the games in the series. Z-Tunes, where they must name the title of a song and what game the song is from. And Zelda Dungeon, where they show their knowledge of our website. Legend of Zelda and Zelda Dungeon questions are worth one point each. Z-Tunes questions are worth two points, one for the correct title and one for the correct game. Contestants have 10 seconds to buzz in and 10 seconds after buzzing to answer a question correctly. If a contestant buzzes before the question has been read in its entirety, the remainder of the question will not be read. If a contestant buzzes in and hesitates for more than the 10 seconds or gives a wrong answer, his or her opponent may steal a chance at the question. At this time, the question may be reread. All questions and answers are created from Zelda Dungeon's web pages. The winner of the game becomes the champion and moves on to the next round to challenge a new opponent. After winning five rounds, the champion will face off with our very own Axel the Beast. If Axel wins, the champion is eliminated and the next two contestants will begin a new round of quizzes. However, if the champion is victorious, they will continue their reign. Anyone can be a contestant on the Keaton Quiz by signing up on the forums, but all applicants should note that cheating of any kind is grounds for disqualification. Good luck to all of our contestants. Alright everyone, welcome to another edition of the Keaton Quiz. Yay! This time on the quiz, we have our champion, Tattletales. Hello, Tattle. Hi. And how are you doing today? Pretty good. Right on. Can I hear your buzzing sound, please? Yes. Here's everyone's a little surprise. New buzzer! Shit! New buzzer. And her challenger this time. You've heard him a few times with voice questions. It's Trollface Triforce. Hello guys, how are you doing? We're doing pretty good. And uh, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great, you know. Yes, stay, stay all home all day with my computer. Surfing the web, it's great. Right on, and can we hear your buzzing sound, please? <laughs> oh Getting no, you're attempting to rickroll us. I don't know. Many, many times. This guy bantered me earlier, so I gotta banter him back. You are not gonna win. Simple as that. Troll. Yeah, another one. You don't feel. Oh, whoops, sorry, wrong line. Oh. <laughs> what? See, I can totally beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I guess we better get right into it then. If you guys are both ready, I'll start the questions. Question number one. Category, The Legend of Zelda. How many heart pieces are there to collect in Spirit Tracks? Tattle. Technically there are no heart pieces, but there are heart containers, and I'm gonna say... 12? That is incorrect. Trollface. How many heart containers are there to collect in Spirit Tracks? I would say there are 11. Too low, guys! That is incorrect. The correct answer is 13. Unlucky 13. Unlucky 13. Okay. Question number two. Category Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. Category, The Legend of Zelda. 
In Oracle of Ages, what is the stink bag traded for? Also, Clyde. <laughs> oh! Well, he did yell it. He's trying to... Let's give Do it Do you want to give it to him? Yeah. Okay. Troll face? Is it No, that is incorrect. Tattle gets a chance to steal anyway. What is the stink bag traded for? That's a good guess. However, the correct answer was the tasty meat. The tasty, oh, tasty oh, meat. Oh. Okay. Question number six. Category Z Tunes. Name the title of this song. Troll phrase. Got it first. It's the pirate. Oh, well, sorry. No, but it's they're the same. <laughs> oh, just... they are the same. Yeah. That's right. We chose a bad song for that one, so we're going to take that. Uh, it's also the pirate theme from Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is technically the same thing from Phantom Hourglass. They're technically the same song, so, so I'm gonna, gonna go give it to. It. So I'm what's sorry. the score right now? We're tied up at three three. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, question number seven. Category, Zelda Dungeon. What is the Zelda Dungeon Wiki sandbox? Troll face. It's uh, an area where people... It, do you want the name of it or what it is? What is it? It's a place where you can design articles without uploading them immediately. For the... For the Zelda Dungeon Wiki. Well, that was obvious. Um, I'm going to give Tattle a chance to steal. If she gives me a better answer, she gets it. But if she doesn't, then you get it. <laughs> okay, Tattle, what is the Zelda Dungeon Wiki sandbox? Um, a place where um, anonymous people who haven't signed up can correct No, that is incorrect. I'm going to give the point to Trollface Triforce. The, the correct, correct answer is, what we have written is a place where you can mess around and learn to format before making entries into the official wiki. <clears throat> but Trollface was very close. <coughs> so, our scoreboard is three, Tattle, four, Trollface. Come on, Tattle, you got to bring it back. Don't lose your space. It's so intense. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay, question number eight, category, The Legend of Zelda. What do you need to be able to use the Tingle Tuner in Wind Waker? I heard Tattle first. Tied up at four going into a Z Tunes question. That's worth two points. 
Now, for this one, guys, make sure that you are very specific, okay? Alright, question number nine, Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. Trollface Triforce. Did you want to try it? Because it sounds like you're pretty excited. It's in the Nairu Desert. It's the, um, thingy. Um, <laughs> the thingy? <laughs> very specific. It is the sand ship. During present. During present. Okay, no point for that one. So we're still tied up. Going for into question 10. Last question. Question number 10. For the win... Category, The Legend of Zelda. What can you find in each dungeon in Link's Awakening that allows you to unlock hints? Troll face. Challenge match. So now she has to go against. Now she must face our very own Axel the Beast to try to keep her throne. So we'll see her again next time with Axel. And uh, thanks so much for playing, guys. Could I just say one more What's that?
Alright everyone, thanks for hanging out with us again here on Z-Talk. But that's all we have time for this month. And uh, so just be sure to tell us what you thought of the podcast in the comments section below or in the discussion thread or both, whichever you prefer. Yeah, we do like both. As well, guys, don't forget mailbag questions. Send them to dinandrish at gmail.com. Remember, you can always send a segment into Z-Talk as well and you can be on the podcast and uh, sign up for that Keaton quiz. All right, guys, that's all we have time for this time on Z-Talk. This was Din. And this was Rish. And this was Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. Thanks for listening. But hopefully, these answers will be answered. No. God, ruined it. Very last moment. Wow. I want to talk about time. Time in the Zelda series. Particularly... Particularly... Wow, I just messed up the entire word. Blooper! Ha 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 ha. Uh, what you pronounce that? Dichotomy? Dichotomy. Okay, thank you. I hope this isn't racist to me to say, but Dan, this is the only time I've ever heard you actually sound a little bit Canadian. Like, I don't know. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> um, like, that you know stereotypical what? Canadian thing, it's the only time I've ever heard that. If you guys are both ready, I'll start the questions. Oh no, my phone's oh, oh no, no disaster. Phone's gone off. Sorry. Hello? Oh hello, Granny. Stop laughing. <clears throat> <laughs> All right.